What's good, everybody? How we all doing? It's Mikey O here, and welcome to episode six of the Mikey O Show. I'm your host, Mikey O. So recently, we've had a wild, let's see, month, three weeks. Uh, there's a huge wildfire going on in the West Coast. California, Oregon, Washington are pretty much all orange. The skies are orange. The skies are red. It's cloudy. There's, it's always dark. And I just want to send out my prayers to everybody on the West Coast. And, of course, we have the NBA playoffs still going on. With round two just wrapping up, we've already had a few series finish. The Miami Heat beat the Milwaukee Bucks in five games. The Miami Heat are looking legit, and I don't know who will be able to stop them between the Celtics and Raptors. In the West Coast, both teams in both games are still going on, but the Lakers and Clippers both lead 3-1, to one, and I think the series should both end either tonight or tomorrow. In the East... The Raptors and Celtics are in Game 7 tonight, and the winner will go on to face the Heat. The Raptors were down 2-0 to start off the series and have came back, and now the series is tied at 3. They have won two of their last three games, including a Game 3 buzzer beater with .4 seconds left, where Kyle Lowry inbounded the ball over Taco Fall, who's 7-6 by the way, into OG Ananobi to the far left corner, where he hit a 3 with .4 to go. It was an amazing shot, and honestly, if the Raptors win, that's going to be a very key moment in this series. This series has been full of instant classics, including the game last night where Kyle Lowry hit a turnaround fadeaway over Kemba Walker with four seconds left to go in double OT to put the Raptors up by four. And then the Celtics, with the rest of the time, literally did nothing. They turned the ball over and could not get a good shot. Because Marcus Smart, as we all know, Marcus Smart, who's not very smart, (laughs) decided to take a dumb three-pointer, which led to the Celtics only having .5 left, which followed up by a turnover. So far, from what I've seen from the Celtics this series, they really can't close games. Every game they lost, they were up by a halftime, and then they ended up blowing it in either overtime or at the buzzer. If I'm the Celtics fans, I'm scared because I honestly do not trust them in Game 7, especially with Toronto wanting to get back to the NBA Finals for the second year in a row to prove something to maybe Kawhi Leonard and everybody else who doubted them. Like I said, I have Toronto coming out of the East, so maybe we'll see what happens, but I really think Toronto has an edge over the Celtics tonight. So we'll see what happens, and we hope that Pascal Siakam can finally have a good game because he's been absolute garbage this series. Well, um, scratch that. I was wrong. The Raptors ended up losing by five, and Pascal Siakam had 13 points, 10 rebounds on 4 for 11 shooting. So, yeah, the Celtics ended up winning, and they actually did clutch the game out because it was a very tough finish. Props to the Celtics for proving me wrong, and hopefully they can win the Eastern Conference Finals. But right now, it looks like Miami's winning 2-0, so we'll see what happens tonight when they play Game 3. Moving to the West... The Lakers beat the Rockets in five games, just like the Bucks lost to the Heat in five games, so both teams have gotten a week rest. The Lakers also played game one last night against Denver, and they had a very convincing W, but Denver's prone to coming back from 3-1s, and we'll definitely talk about that later, because right now, I'm about to go on a Clippers tangent. 
Who would have known that the Clippers curse was actually real? Well, apparently it is because the Clippers blew a 3-1 lead against Denver. And honestly, nobody seems surprised. For those of you who don't know what the Clippers curse is, I'm going to tell you about it. So, since the Los Angeles Clippers became the Los Angeles Clippers, they have not been out of the second round. And every time they get really close, something bad happens or they blow a 3-1 lead. Yes, they have blown multiple 3-1 leads. In the last five years, they've actually blown three 3-1 leads, all with Doc Rivers coaching. I'm not saying it's Doc Rivers' fault, but, like, honestly, with a coach that good and the curse as real as it seems... You can't really do much. The Clippers have tried going to the conference finals various times. Once, well, twice when they had Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, and now with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and both times it ended up being the same result. They blew a 3-1 lead in the second round of the Western Conference. Another time, this was like 2015, the Clippers were up 3-2 in the Western semis, and Blake Griffin went down with an injury. The Clippers would then lose two games in a row and would lose again in the second round. This would also be the last year of the big three of Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Jordan. And now, here we are in 2020, and the Clippers blew another 3-1 lead, but not with Blake Griffin and Chris Paul this time. It was Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And honestly, the Nuggets kind of did figure out how to guard the Clippers, but Kawhi Leonard really did not do anything in Game 7 to help the Clippers out. And yes, I know what you're going to say, neither did Paul George, but Paul George has battled depression since going into the bubble, so can we please give this man a pass? This dude, Paul George, has been getting flamed for the last two months for being depressed. And as, as Paul George being my favorite player, I don't like this one bit, so we should all knock it off, because if I get another meme sent to me about Paul George, I am deleting all of my social media accounts for a long, long time. If we're being honest, Paul George was the better player in the series against Denver. He averaged 23 points a game while Kawhi averaged 21. Kawhi was getting locked up the whole series, and Paul George played really good up until that game seven. And look, let Paul George live. All you guys saying he's going to be the next Dwight Howard. I know Stephen A. Smith said something about Paul George being traded to different teams because he wanted to leave Indiana. Knock it off. Paul George is the, one of the top 10 players in the league, and he's going to prove that next year. Not to mention, the Clippers didn't really have a full season, and then they had a pandemic, so they didn't really get enough time to like practice with each other. But Paul George, who also had two shoulder injuries in the offseason, was still getting used to shooting. And, and now, with that and being on a different team, it's a big adjustment. And not to mention, when Paul George first went to the Thunder, he had a very similar first season. The second year, though, he became an MVP candidate in Depoy, top three in both categories, and it's going to be very similar to that next year, so watch out because Paul George is going to come back and everybody's going to forget what happened this playoffs because Paul George is indeed a top 10 player in this league, and I'm not hearing otherwise. Moving from Paul George to the Clippers, we will see that Clippers team go back to the Western Conference Finals. We will see them get there because they'll have a year of playing with each other, They'll have a year of, like, knowing how each other play. They'll get used to each other. There won't be a pandemic, hopefully. But let's be honest. We're all going to get that dream matchup of the Lakers and Clippers at some point in the next two, three seasons. So let's just appreciate it and appreciate what's happening now. Because, honestly, it's been a weird year for everybody. And in the NBA bubble, 
Nobody knows what's going to happen. I mean, look, Denver's came back down 3-1 twice in the two rounds they've played. And that's literally impossible. No team has ever done that. And they did it last year, too, coming, da- coming back down 3-1. So, honestly, Denver's just known for coming back down 3-1. And who knows what's going to happen in the Western Conference Finals. But I still see L.A. winning. But with how Denver's played, it's really tough to figure out what's going on with them. Like I said earlier, they had a really bad game one, but they lost every game one they've played so far, besides Utah. So, honestly, I don't know how Denver's going to respond, but they have responded pretty well, and they always learn how the, how the other team plays after two, three games. Mike Malone is an absolute amazing coach, and Denver is such a good team, and Nikola Jokic has looked like a top 10 player in the NBA, and has looked like the best player on the court at various times. If he can look like the best player on the court again with players like LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the other side, the Nuggets could win this series. But if LeBron James and Anthony Davis play like LeBron James and Anthony Davis, then Denver's probably going to lose in six games. But honestly, all props go to Denver because honestly, this has been such a great year for them. And whatever happens in the WCF, aka Western Conference Finals, we all know Denver's legit and they'll be back next year. Another reason to give the Lakers the edge in this series is LeBron James. LeBron James is 35 years old, and he was furious that Giannis won the MVP award. With a furious LeBron, we know what happens. Big things. And if LeBron can win this championship and win his third finals MVP, he will solidify himself as the greatest player of all time. And yes, you can quote me on that. LeBron James will become the greatest player of all time if he can win this NBA championship and get his third finals MVP. And MJ will no longer be the GOAT. And that is on everything. But... If the Nuggets end up going past the Lakers, then LeBron's legacy is really questioned and fans really can't say that he's the GOAT because then he would start to hear the things about not even getting into the finals in a very easy conference finals matchup. But if LeBron gets to the finals and they lose to the Heat, that's even worse because then his legacy goes from 3-6 and six to 3-7. and seven. There's a lot on the line for LeBron, and that is why he's going to do everything he can to win his fourth championship this year. He's going to do it for himself, the Lakers, and Kobe. With that being said, um, excuse my voice. It's allergy season, so I'm a bit congested. But yeah, so if my voice sounds a little different, that's why. But till next time, everybody, this is your host, Mikey O, signing off. Peace.